What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Welcome back to the Extra Inning Post Game Show with Bill Lasky. And I'm honored to bring in a new member of the Orange and Black. He uh, got called up on August 3rd, 2022, but now he's back up to stay for the month of September. Let's welcome in Bryce Johnson. Bryce, how are you today? Awesome. Thank you guys for having me. Oh, Bryce, just a great job. I mean, we've watched you a lot through the minor leagues, and uh, I guess September 4th, 2022, off of Ranger Suarez is going to be a big moment of your career as you got your first Major League base hit and, at the same time, got your first RBI. How did that feel? Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was pretty cool. Um, I mean, that whole game was pretty cool with the whole walk-off and everything. But, yeah, the, uh, the hit was awesome. Kind of kind of blacked out after I hit it. It was kind of <laughs> weird, but... Uh, when I got to first base, you know, a big sign of relief. Me and Antoine, you know, had some fun, and uh, it was awesome. I tell you what, exciting times you'll always remember. And, you know, one of the things that I've noticed uh, through your whole career, and I'm even researching a little bit more speed, you're extremely fast. And you've played multiple outfield positions so far with the orange and black, mostly a center field, but now you're playing corners. Is it difficult now at the big league level to adjust to play right and left field since you played center field so much for the Rivercats? Yeah, I mean, uh, my whole high school into college, I played nothing but center field. And then when I got into pro ball was when I, you know, really started playing the whole entire outfield. And uh, it was an adjustment at first, but uh, we're off and running, and uh, I kind of got it down now. Well, yesterday's game uh, against the Dodgers, the first game, uh, played a nice uh, relay on uh, a ball that Mookie Betts uh, hit to left field. You were playing a little over to left center, picked it up through the craw, craw through to Austin wins, and nailed them at the plate. That had to have been pretty exciting for you to get that going. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, anytime you could do something like that for the team, it's awesome. But, yeah, I just try to get to it, you know, get it in as quick as I can, and, and Craw does what he does, and we got him out at the plate. Uh, a career uh, switch hitter. You started that in, in college days. Um, is it difficult to uh, manage both sides of the plate now at the big league level? Yeah, I mean, when um, I first started switch hitting, it was my going into my junior or actually sophomore year of college. And uh, it was just, you know, I was fiddling around in the cage, hitting left-handed. And I knew over my whole life I was able to do it. I mean, even my dad would tell me, you know, hey, you should, uh, you know, give this a shot. And one day I was just in a cage fiddling around with it with some of my teammates. And my head coach, Matt Degg, saw me and said, hey, that looks pretty cool. And, uh, you know, that whole fall I went – or actually summer I went home and uh, did nothing but work on my left-handed swing. And at first it started out with more of, you know, just let's lay a bunt down, use my speed, get to first and all that. And then I actually, you know, over the years I developed a good swing. And the next thing you know – uh, it's part of my arsenal now, so I'm using it to my advantage. Well, let's talk about your early childhood. You grew up in Cypress, Texas, and you attended Cypress Ranch High School. Now, this is where I really loved listening to what you did there. You were a football player, a wide receiver, as well as a baseball player, all district in both sports. Did you have a fashion back then for one or the other, or most of the time in the fall you went to football and in the spring you went to baseball? 
Yeah, so you, my whole fresh or actually my whole life I've been playing baseball more than football. And then my freshman year in high school, I really, you know, kind of got into football. And at first, I, you know, it wasn't, you know, something I wanted to do because I was just so set on with baseball. And then pretty much my whole baseball team uh, in high school was who I grew up with. And uh, so it was kind of difficult, you know, from, from playing baseball so much to going to football. And then next thing you know, my sophomore year, I actually had a really good year in football. And, uh, you know, I started to talk. My dad was actually a football player in high school, too, in college, and uh, he loves football. And I actually started to, you know, fall in love with it. Junior year had another great year, and then my senior year had a great year, and I was really close to just going and playing uh, football and then uh, decided, you know, I was going to actually play baseball and football at Sam Houston. But, uh, you know, after talking, it was just going to be way too much, uh, you know, time consuming with school, everything. And then we kind of just stuck with baseball. I saw my future in baseball and uh, just stuck with it. Now, it says you're 6'1", 195. You had to be a little less in weight out of high school. <laughs> did that did that hurt you at all, being a wide receiver? Did you play any uh, running back? So, my freshman and sophomore year, I was probably about a buck 75, I'd say, like right around there. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I played receiver. I was getting my butt kicked. So, I had to, you know, <laughs> you know put some weight on all that. And then junior year and my senior year, I really bared down. And that's when I really – it started to click with football too, and it was you know it was a difficult decision, but in the long run, I think baseball you know was going to pay out, and uh, it did. So I got to ask you, your senior year, how many touchdowns? How many cornerbacks uh, did you burn that year? Oh man, uh, I couldn't even tell you. I was in the double digits for sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, playing in at that actually at that time, I was playing inside receiver, outside receiver, and some at quarterback too. We'd run the option a little bit, so I would go all over the place my senior year. So after you graduated from high school, uh, you had a great baseball career also. Was there any uh, discussion about the draft? Did any teams come up to you and see if you wanted to get drafted to go pro ball at that time? No, not at that time. Uh, I think at that time, as a matter of fact, they were you know still wondering if I was actually going to go play football because junior year I was really set on football because I had a you know I just I, I fell in love with it. I finally you know started playing another sport that I actually liked. And uh, I think they were trying to figure out, you know, which sport I was going to do. And at the time, I wanted to do both. And then uh, it just didn't work out in high school. I ended up going to Sam Houston, and it was probably the best decision of my life. Now, Huntsville, Texas, is that close to Cypress? Because Huntsville, Texas is where Sam Houston State University is. Was that close to home, or was that a little farther away? Um, it was – at the time, we didn't have this highway we have now, which makes it about not even an hour drive. I would have to go through Houston, and it was probably almost – depending on traffic, probably two hours or so, somewhere right around there. Just north of Houston is where Huntsville is. Yeah, Hunter Pence was on uh, KMBR doing the game over the weekend, and he said that you worked out with him in mm -hmm. Houston. And uh, he said, boy, oh, boy, he's got more drive than I ever did. And I shook my head, and I'm like, wait a minute, Hunter, I can't believe that. <laughs> but uh, he said you were in there working out a lot, a lot of things about speed and a lot of using hands. Tell me a little bit about your relationship with Hunter Pence. Yeah, uh, so I met Hunter, uh, I would say, my sophomore year of um, college, but we would go my whole freshman and uh, through senior year in high school, we would go if it would rain or something would happen, we would drive to the Hunter Pence Academy he has down there in Cyprus, and we would work out there, and we would sometimes see him in there, but my uh, sophomore year, we were in there hitting, and that was the first time I met him, and ever since then, we've kind of just hit it off. 
Bryce Johnson, that's the voice you hear, of course, uh, playing with the orange and black at the big league level. Let's go a little bit into Sam Houston State University. Uh, freshman season, you went in there, and all of a sudden you took off, hitting 310, mm-hmm. 16 stolen bases, got honorable mention in the Southland Conference. Was it difficult for you at the competition level of that league coming from uh, high school? Yeah, uh, you know, that whole fall actually did – I would say the first two months of uh, our fall games, I was, you know, struggling really bad, you know, trying to, you know, you know, fit in, you know, the new guy there. And uh, I would say, you know, halfway through there, I really, you know, calmed down, you know, had some talks with uh, Matt Deggs and all that and then uh, really settled in. And then once I settled in, you know, it was just another game uh, day by day, taking him one step at a time. And then uh, it ended up being a really good year. And you talked about it earlier, being a switch hitter. You took off your sophomore year, and your numbers just gotten better. Uh, one mm-hmm. of the things a lot of college players do, they go out to Cape Cod and play in the Cape Cod League. It's an eye-opener because you get to see the talent all across the United States. You played with the Falmouth Commodores. Uh, tell us a little bit about your experience out in Cape Cod. Yeah, that was fun. I was there for about half the summer. Um I mean, just great weather, you know, always something to do up there. And I met a lot of good people, too, from that team that are still playing in pro ball and everything. So that was a really, you know, fun experience for me. Did they uh, fit you with a a family to live with, or did you go on yourself and get an apartment? Did you get a job? Did they fit you with a job or anything of that magnitude? Uh, They uh, they put you up with uh, some host families and stuff like that right around the field. So it was really convenient. And I, you know, didn't even have to have a car or anything. Was able to walk to the field and uh, do everything on my own. Well, you leave Cape Cod. Now you come back to Sam Houston for your junior year. And boy, your numbers just took off. Uh, hitting 453, fifth in the league. I mean, everything was working out for you. Um, you know, even home run balls, five triples leading the conference, hitting with power, 33 stolen bases and 40 attempts. You had to have thought at that time, this is my junior year, I got to think about going pro ball. Was that on your mind at that time? Yeah, for sure. Especially after my sophomore season, going into that fall, you know, I really bared down and, you know, talked to my family, talked to my coaches, and was like, hey, this is this is something I want to do. And uh, we got to work that uh, that offseason and, uh, you know, just really put a good plan together. And it worked out, you know, getting drafted by the Giants and everything. So it was awesome. Was there other teams contacting you while the draft was going on, or were you just kind of sitting there waiting for your name to be pulled? No, uh, the, there was actually two teams. There was the Rangers and the Rockies right, right around there with the Giants. So right around the same pick and everything. So it was kind of hectic for a second, but it, uh, it worked out. Well, you ended up signing in 2017. You ended up going to Salem Kaiser Volcanoes, and right off the bat, you took off hitting 329 and 222 at bats. Uh, something that you just uh, flared with. I mean, you, you switch hitting again. Uh, stolen bags once again is a major factor in your game, 25 out of 35. When you jumped into Class A ball, what did you think about the competition? Yeah, I mean uh... – it was actually really good because I actually went to Salem with, you know, more guys that, you know, I played against in college and, uh, you know, going there, it kind of felt, you know, kind of like, uh, college baseball, but in the sense it wasn't, you had the wood bats, all that. And then, uh, you're wearing a different uniform. Obviously you don't, you're in Salem. I've never been to Salem. So it was kind of, it was kind of different at the same time, but at the same time, pretty similar. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, I just, like I said, I just try to take it one day at a time and, uh, you know, just use my advantages of what I got. And, uh, yeah, it was fun. 
Well, Bryce Johnson, you moved up pretty quick. The following year, you went to San Jose in 2019. Richmond Flying Squirrels called you up, and you ended up doing, again, another fabulous uh, season there, hitting 255, 26 steals. Um, this is when you started playing, I thought, multiple positions in the outfield. 73 games in right field, 43 in center, and six games in left field. Was that the first time you started dividing up play in the outfield? Yeah, uh, that was the full year of, you know, just being everywhere in the outfield. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's not it's not too difficult. I think the the corners, you got to just be careful on the uh, fly balls down the line. You know, they, they tail a little bit different in the stadiums and stuff like that. But once you, uh, you know, you, you kind of, you know, get to see what it looks like, uh, you finally, you know, you get comfortable at the corners, and that's what happened to me. And I just, you know, went with it. Well, in 2021, Class AAA Rivercats, and I, I remember following you so well. You did had such so many great plays uh, in, in center field and so many things that I saw in highlights of, of the Superman dive and, and coming in on balls. Uh, did you practice much on that as you were going through college and even in pro ball about diving? No, I mean, uh, I always, you know, say that I think, you know, God gives me with the great hand-eye coordination. And, of course, I could catch a football, too. So I think if I could catch a football, <laughs> I could catch a baseball. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I just try to, you know, get to balls that I don't think I can. And I love, you know, the feeling of when I when the ball's off the bat and I don't think I can get there, then all of a sudden I'm there. I think it's just, you know, it's it's fun. It's fun for me. Now, again, we talk about speed, triples. It seems like every part of this minor leagues, you're hitting a lot of triples. Uh, something you think about as soon as you hit it, once it gets into gaps, are you cutting the corners on those bases a little quicker? And is this something you're proceeding to try to do? Yeah, uh, when I, every time I get ball in the gap down the line or whatever, when I round first, I, I mainly look at how the outfielders are reacting to it. And, uh, you know, if they're – you know, slow to it or something like that, or they're just you know, they're not even close. It's it's a no brainer for me to just go ahead and round second and go for it. And make make the make the pressure on them to make a good throw. Bryce, we have a lot of Giants fans that have kids listening to the show, and I want to go back to stolen bases. If you had to teach stolen bases to a high school kid or even a college kid, what are some of the things that you look out for when you're on the bag? Uh, one is for sure my lead. Um, you know, it, obviously it varies, you know, on guy to guy, the pitcher and everything like that, the catcher behind the plate. But uh, for me, it's the lead and then always my first step. It, when I get my first step, I could automatically know if I'm going to beat the throw or if I need to shut it down if it wasn't a good jump. So for me, it's always been my lead and then always for sure the first step. I really don't pay – if I if I could, you know, get a good jump, it doesn't matter who's behind the plate or the uh, pitcher. If I feel like I get a great jump, I feel like I could get there. What about diving back to first base? You dive all the time, and you always reach the back end of the bag. That's what it seems like everybody tries to do when they when they try to come back to the bag on a throwover. Yeah, I uh, actually my lead. I actually am. If you were to look at it from first base uh, from the bag, I'm actually already kind of back. So when I dive back, I'm already automatically going to the back of the bag. It's not. It's not kind of in the middle where I'm diving back and trying to get to the back of the bag, it's actually already, when I dive back, I'm already at the back of the edge of the uh, bag. So that's that's another thing with my lead I line up with. You know, one of the other things runners do a lot, and it's taught many times, going from first to third. Instead of looking at the ball, you look at your third base coach. Is that something you try to do uh, at times, or do you try to peek a little bit where you can maybe take that little extra step and beat that throw to third? Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it's, you know, if the ball's behind me down the right field line, I'm obviously picking up the uh, coach 
at third. And then uh, usually if it's in front of me, I try to do it on my own, let my instincts, you know, take over. Um, and that that's that that's big for me. I feel like if if I can get a good jump off second base uh, and reading the uh, base head or whatever, uh, I feel like I can get to third. So I'm looking to do that every time. Bryce, when you were growing up, uh, did you uh, watch the Rangers? Did you watch the Astros? Who did you watch a little bit as a little kid when you were growing up watching baseball? Growing up was the Astros for sure. Was there somebody you watched a little bit more than others, like playing the outfield? Um, I mean, at those times, it was the uh, Killer Bees. And, mm-hmm. of course, me with, with a starting B in my name, I loved it. <laughs> so I watched all those guys, Vizio, Berkman, all those guys, Bagwell. And uh, and I just I love those old school uniforms too, and uh, I was a big fan of those. But yeah, growing up was for sure the Astros and the Killer Bees. Analytics play a big part in Major League Baseball as well as they did through the minor leagues. Is this something you're watching on your iPad? Some things that note about pitchers coming from the bullpen, starting pitchers. I know the Giants do a hell of a lot of information to give you before you get on that field. But do you watch it during the game sometimes? Uh, for sure. You know, I'm always trying to get that edge and then, you know, we got good guys here, you know, you know, getting us ready, getting us prepared for our AB. And then when I step into the box, most of, most of my analytics is on deck, you know, just thinking about what I want to do, my plan and all that. And then when I get in the box, it's kind of just clear minded and, you know, just relax and just let the game come to me. Last one for you here. A couple of last ones. Uh, bunting. The Giants do a lot of bunting. Is this something in your uh, plan to start working on a little bit more? I know you got the speed to lay it down and get down a line. Is this something you're uh, proceeding to work on a little more? Yeah, for sure. You know, when I first started uh, switch hitting left-handed, we were pretty much set on for just bunting. And then maybe, you know, if I get the two strikes, just, you know, just put the ball in play. And, uh, you know, growing up, that was that was my big thing, left-handed. So I take advantage of it whenever I can. Bryce, do you listen to music? Do you uh, get something to get that engine roaring before you get on that field? Is this something that you listen to at nighttime? Do you listen to it in your locker? What do you, What's some of your favorite tunes? Uh, for me, it's, you know, it's a little bit of everything. It's kind of, you know, the mood and stuff like that. Um, I kind of watch, you know, some Michael Jordan videos, little motivational videos sometimes if I need to get going, you know, get a little pep in my step. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just whatever I'm feeling, you know, that day. And definitely, it's definitely music for the game. All right, last one for you. You're going to the game. You're ready to play tonight. Uh, favorite food you go to? Is there something you eat light? Do you eat a little heavier? What do you usually do uh, going to – if you're playing a night game tonight, what kind of food do you eat during the day? Uh, during the day, I kind of, you know, just get something big because when I get to the field, I'm in that mood of just working. So at that time, you know, before the game, it's kind of just like some fruit and stuff like that just to get me going. But before the game or before I get to the field, it's pretty much a big meal. You know, I usually get something good, like a cheeseburger or something to get me going. And then, uh, you know, or breakfast, something like that. But when I get to the field before the game, it's, it's kind of light, you know, just, just something that'll get me through and not make me feel, you know, kind of heavy and stuff like that. Well, I tell you, with your speed, you got to have a little energy, and you have a lot of it. And Bryce Johnson, it was great catching up to you today. Good luck at the orange and black and continued success in the big leagues. Awesome. Thank you. That was Bryce Johnson on Extra Innings. More coming up right here on KNBR, the sports leader. What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. 
When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real, because just business is better business. Visit JustCapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count.